You're listening to the Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast, your source for tips and tricks on building wealth through real estate in Connecticut. You will get the best techniques from leading local experts in real estate and lending. Now, here's your host, Robert Weinberg. Good Saturday morning to you, everybody. Welcome to Mortgage Matters Radio Show and the Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast, along with Rob Weinberg. I'm Gary Byron. Rob, how are you there, brother? How you been? I'm doing okay this morning, Gary. How you been? Ah, uh, not too shabby. Uh, listen, again, it's a daily struggle. I do my best to hang in there. You know, it's uh, listen. Times are tough. The the economy, or I should say, the inflation. Gas prices, you know, you got things on your shelves at grocery stores are empty. Mm-hmm. Uh, the items on uh, retail outlet shelves are crazy as far as the prices are concerned. It's that whole supply and demand, you know, and good help must be hard to find because uh, even at restaurants I go to, you know, it's like, well, you got some empty tables here. Why can't you take? Well, we don't have enough staffing yep. to. To facilitate it, it's like so. It, it we're living in crazy, crazy times. Unprecedented. How does that relate though to mortgages in the housing market? Obviously, inflation is a big uh, a big battle with mortgages. It's the enemy of mortgages. Mm-hmm. So as inflation continues, mortgage rates have to go up to compensate the investors. So I mean, that's just a huge negative. But at the same time, this is all cyclical. We've been through this before. Um, you know, you got to look at history, even the last 30, 40 years and see what's happened during these times. We will get through it. We will get out of it. Like you said, you got to take it day by day. You do have to stay optimistic because there's so much negativity right now in the news. The stock market's down, you know, uh, for the year, which is rare at this point of the year. Mm -hmm. So people are really dealing with stuff that hasn't been a concern for many years, right? It's it's something that, like I said, is unprecedented. I think it plays in also with mortgages just as far as planning, because there's certain things that you can't plan for. We don't have control on inflation. We don't have control on, you know, job loss, things like that, right? Like some things just come out of left field, right. medical emergencies. But when it comes to your finances, there are some things that you do have control over. And what I really wanted to dive into today was creating your mortgage plan and having a mortgage plan and really diving into that because no matter what the economy is doing, if just like having a financial plan is important, having a mortgage plan is just as much or more important. So let's really dive into how that plays in with all our listeners. All right. Well, then that's fine. Then why is creating a mortgage plan so important for everyone to do? I think it's important for everyone to do, even if you don't have a mortgage now, even if you don't own a home right now. So having no plan is your plan if you don't have one. And let that sink in for a second, because you don't want to just wing it when it comes to getting a mortgage, because your mortgage is going to be your largest debt that you're probably ever going to have on your largest asset, which is your home. So if you do nothing, you're just going to roll with the punches. That also means you're probably going to make emotional decisions. You're not going to make good decisions. You're not going to have a decision today that's going to be a positive for you five, 10 years from now. And the other question is, where does the mortgage fit into your financial plan. So if you don't own a home today, then let's set up a mortgage plan to get you into a mortgage. And if you have a mortgage now, maybe you have more than one mortgage, then we got to be thinking about what's your next mortgage. Well, how complicated then should a mortgage plan does it even need to be? A mortgage plan doesn't need to be complicated. And when we talk about anything with like the word finance or mortgage or debt, 
and the word plan, everyone kind of just turns <laughs> off and is like, oh, another budget thing, right, another spreadsheet. Right. No, no, no. A mortgage plan can be so simple. Literally, it could be one sentence long. But the question is, and this is the question you want to pose to yourself, your mortgage advisor, your financial advisor, what is the next mortgage that I need to do? Think about that. What is the next mortgage? If you don't own a home right now, the next mortgage you need to do is a mortgage to buy a home. You know, we can dive deeper, how much money down, what type of mortgage and all these other things. But let's keep it simple here. What's the next mortgage you need to do? If you have a house right now and you had a mortgage, maybe when you bought it or you refinanced in the last few years, most people just leave it at that, right? Roll with the punches. When the rates go down, I'll look at a refi. If the values go up, I'll look at, you know, a home equity line or refi. No, no, no. Step back. Let's look at what what could you do? What could that mortgage do to improve your financial situation? Let's think about that. Let's put that plan in place on paper and put the strategy in play so that you can be held accountable to that so that you don't drift away from that. Much like a financial advisor would help you stay on track with your investment plan. You're putting X amount towards your 401k. You're putting this to your IRA. You're doing this stock investment or bond investment, mutual funds. Take that same approach with the mortgage and think about where do you want to be five years, 10 years from now with your mortgage? What processes or strategies can we put in place today to get you there? Because just winging it, you're not going to get there. And then you're going to be one of these people that's 60, 70 years old, and they're still paying on a 30-year or 20-year mortgage. That sounds ridiculous, and I see it every day. The reason why is because they didn't have the wherewithal to plan ahead. They didn't have somebody to guide them. So rate and term refinancing. Is your rate high on your mortgage? Could we improve your situation by lowering your rate? Do you have equity in your home or do you have the need to borrow equity from your home to pay off debt? Maybe five years from now, one of your kids is going to college. You're going to need to tap equity for that. That's your mortgage plan. Like we talked about buying a home. Do you own a primary home? If not, you're probably going to want to buy one. If you own a primary home, are you thinking about being a real estate investor? Do you want to buy a single family investment home? a property to put on Airbnb or that sort of thing, like a short-term rental, or maybe you want a multifamily, a three or four unit property that you're going to rent out all these, you know, uh, all these units to different people to make a monthly cash flow. All of these different ideas, all of these different goals mm -hmm. have a mortgage behind them. A mortgage is the tool that's going to get you from where you're at today to where you want to be financially. But people are neglectful, Rob. Some people, yes, you know, so there's repercussions, right? If someone forgets or just doesn't create a personal mortgage plan, right? There, there, I, there are so many repercussions, and I see it every day because people come to me when they realize that they should have had a mortgage plan right. or that they need one. Um, sometimes it's not too late, but sometimes it is. So, I mean, let's dive in and dive deep on the repercussions if you don't create a mortgage plan. Number one is you're going to make bad decisions. And if you get lucky and happen to choose the right mortgage, you're going to be making an uninformed decision. Mm. It's not only about getting lucky, but it's also about understanding, being educated, having the knowledge to know where you're at today and where you want to be and how that mortgage fits in with you, your financial advisor and your long term plans. So making bad decisions is a big repercussion. The next thing is that you get a mortgage and it all seems OK, but it doesn't actually fit into your long term financial plan. So maybe you plan on retiring in 10 years, yet you take a 30 year mortgage with no plans to pay it off early. Okay, but where does that fit in? Can you afford the mortgage you have today during retirement? A lot of people don't think about that. You need to, or else you'll be making these, these uh, bad moves.
The next thing is you need to be considering not only the short term, but also your long term financial goals. So a lot of people make mortgage decisions emotionally because they need the money now. Money creates a lot of emotional turmoil in, in a lot of people. It's such a touchy subject, right? So people make a lot of decisions, bad decisions, just with that short-term thinking. Um, much like if you're on a diet and you say, oh, I'm just going to eat this one donut, right? But then one day turns into another. And next thing you know, you're eating a donut every day. Well, the same thing occurs with a mortgage. You say, oh, I'm just going to do this loan and it's just going to be something I need right now today because this, that, or the other. But they don't think about what about if I have this mortgage three years from now, five years from now? Where does that put me? How does that play in with my 401k? How does that play in with my retirement? How does that play in with my plans that I want to build wealth through real estate? And if you don't think out several years, because mortgages are normally going to be long-term instruments, even though you may only keep them a couple years on average, a mortgage normally is going to be like that 15-year fix, 20-year fix, 30-year fix. So to be thinking about it only in like, the next six months or 12 months, I really think that that's short-sighted and you're going to end up making that bad move and you're going to end up having to do it twice. So you're going to do a mortgage now for your short term, but then you're going to end up having to do it again in order to accommodate those long-term goals. Every time you do it, there's costs, there's fees, and there are downsides. So do it right or do it twice. The last thing I want to say is that wrong product. So if you do the wrong product on your mortgage, Worst case scenario, you may end up going behind on your mortgage because maybe you chose a mortgage, which I've seen people take a 15-year mortgage thinking they're in a good financial position. One of the spouses loses a job. Their hours get cut at work. A medical emergency comes up. Six months or a year later, that 15-year mortgage they did, it doesn't work anymore. They can't afford it anymore. Now they have to do it twice. Now they have to do it again like I was just talking about. So make sure you got the right product. Make sure you're uh, progressive with this and that you are you know, up front and getting this stuff done. Don't just roll with the punches, but have that plan in play. Just like with your investments, with your mortgage, it's really going to make it a lot better for you long term. That's for sure. What about making changes to your mortgage plan. How does that even work? Yeah. So like I've been talking about, a mortgage plan can be very simple. It can be, uh, you know, elementary, really. So in order to make changes to your plan, it just depends on who's holding you accountable to that plan. Do you have a personal mortgage advisor like myself who's guiding you not only through the mortgage you're doing today, but your next mortgage, your next plan in your overall uh, financial plan? So we got to be looking at that and talking with that professional about the changes that have occurred. I have clients calling me daily saying, hey, Rob, when we did this mortgage, this was our scenario. Here's where we're at today. Or, hey, I got the cash out to pay off debt, but now I have this other thing going on, and I'm thinking that may be more important. We need to change the plan. So changing it's very simple. It's just a matter of communicating. Like we've talked about so many times in real estate and in mortgage, communication is key. You need to loop in all the parties to make sure that everyone knows what the change is going to be, and we can then see how that impacts you short and long term, as we've been discussing. The, the best time to make the changes to the mortgage plan and really just evaluate the mortgage plan is on a semi-annual or an annual review. So when my clients start with me, we do a semi-annual review for their first year or two. So we're looking at their mortgage a couple times over the first 12 to 24 months to make sure it's the right loan for not only the, the obstacle or the issue that we solved, but also that it fits in a year or two later. And after that, we're doing a minimum of a one 
year review, annual review once a year. Typically, it's going to be around the anniversary date of when you took that mortgage. And we're going to be asking questions. What's changed in your financial situation? What are your goals now? What do we need to reevaluate? Because everybody knows your goals today are absolutely different than they were three years, five years ago, maybe even eight to 12 months ago. So because those goals are constantly changing and because those motives are always shifting, we need to evaluate that, like I said, minimum of once a year because we're going to be able to keep you accountable as a mortgage advisor to that plan. Mm, but By so us knowing, well, we, we can do that. Yeah, but if someone doesn't have a personal mortgage advisor, where, where would you recommend for them to look? Right. It's not like you open up a Yellow Pages. Uh, <laughs> right. Not like anyone uses that anymore. But or, I, know, Online. Either. Anything. But- that I like online. I think the first place that you should be looking would be a referral from a realtor, a financial planner, a CPA, tax advisor, someone like that. The reason why I think that's a good place to start is because those people are in the trenches. They're in the market every day. They're dealing with mortgage companies and different um, people in the industry. So they know who gets deals done, who makes things happen, and who doesn't, who uh, has a reputation for dropping the ball. Obviously, you don't want that. You want someone that's proficient, they're professional, they're seasoned, they're experienced. So I would start with a referral like that. The next place I would go is if you get a referral, put that in Google. Plug that information in. What's their name? What's their company? What's their online reputation? Do they have a YouTube channel? Do they have a Google channel? Do they have Facebook? Do they have Instagram? Any professional nowadays, even if they're not technically proficient, they should have a presence online. If you type me into Google, my company, we have almost 200 five-star reviews, one of the top in the state of Connecticut. We have YouTube channels, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. We're everywhere, okay? That is on purpose. That is to show our presence. That is to make us known as an authority, as an expert in the market, so that when somebody refers me to you and you say, who's this Rob Weinberg, Benchmark Mortgage, you plug me in, you're going to look at that and you're going to know this is a true pro. This is somebody I want handling my situation. And you can read hundreds upon hundreds of reviews about me even before you pick up the phone. That's the type of credibility that you want when you're looking for a mortgage advisor. And the last thing I'll say on that is you want a local trusted authority in the market. Mm. Do they have things like a radio show, a podcast, things like that, that really establish that credibility? Also certifications, you know, like if you're going to go to a doctor to get a surgery, you're going to want to make sure they have their certifications to do that and to be a professional in their industry. Same thing with mortgage, but you'd be surprised. Most mortgage originators, you're lucky if they have their, they should have their NMLS or their uh, mortgage licensing number. But beyond that, a lot don't go and get extra certifications. I personally have a certification called CMA, which stands for Certified Mortgage Advisor. To my knowledge, there's only two of us in the entire state of Connecticut that have gone through the certification for the Certified Mortgage Advisor. It's a very difficult course. Uh, we talk a lot about interest rates, loan products, different things like that. Uh, much like a stock broker or someone would go through very intensive training to trade your money, that's the type of training we go through as certified mortgage advisors. But like I said, there's very few of us, and it's very hard to find. So you want to vet these people out and make sure they check all the boxes so whoever you're going to pair up with, you're going to link up with, and that you're going to trust with this is somebody that's not only going to help you short-term but also long-term. Well, I could also imagine that having a mortgage advisor uh, is going to really help with the process of staying on track with a mortgage plan. 
it, I would say it's the most important thing because I've spoken with clients that come to me now that use somebody else for their last mortgage. They haven't heard from the person in years. <laughs> Maybe if they're lucky, oh. they get a Christmas card or something like that. Um, I take a very different approach to my practice, and I think any seasoned mortgage advisor does, which is why we've been doing this so long with the reputation that we have. It's about keeping you accountable to your plan. It's about following up, doing that semi-annual, annual review, quarterly, whatever you have set up to make sure that you are staying on track. And I keep very detailed notes in my contact management system. So when I call you three months, six months, a year from now, I know what your goals were. We can talk about, hey, you had this 20 grand in credit card debt that you were trying to pay off. Where are you at with that? And we can hold you accountable to those goals. I'll tell you, most of the time, people don't accomplish their goals in the timeline that they want. Maybe it takes a little longer. Maybe a wrench gets thrown in as something that they didn't realize was gonna happen that did. By having a mortgage advisor stay in touch with you on this ongoing basis, it's going to keep you accountable to your plan. But more importantly, as these challenges come up, which guaranteed will happen, we can really help you just correct your course a little bit and get right back on track. Stay on that straight line to get where you want to go. Otherwise, you're going to hit a hurdle and the mortgage plan is going to go out the window. Mm -hmm. And next thing you know, you're just winging it, which is the exact opposite of what you want to do. So if we see potential future issues, we can help you clear those roadblocks. An example of that would be like upcoming retirement, a job change, maternity leave for a spouse, things like that. If we know that's coming, we can design this mortgage plan around those issues, those hurdles, and we can make sure that you can stay on track and continue on your path without much more than a hiccup. Um, also, just staying on the cutting edge. Mortgage and finance is constantly changing, especially lately. There's been so much innovation and change over the last 12, 24, 36 months. If you as a consumer, as a homeowner or home buyer, think that you're going to know the new mortgage products, what's going on with rates and what's going on with all these different things that, you know, as good as a pro would that's in the industry every day, you are sadly, sadly mistaken. And there are many people out there that think, hey, I watch Bloomberg, I, I watch CNN, I know what's going on in the world, I know what's going on in the economy. You don't know it intimately like a true professional, a mortgage advisor will actually know that. So we can keep you on the cutting edge with new products, guidelines that may be changing, developments in the mortgage industry that may help or hinder your ability to get your next loan you may find that the guideline you thought from a year ago isn't there today. And if mm. you thought you knew and you weren't actually consulting with an advisor that knew this stuff on a daily basis, then you may end up in a situation that you didn't want to be in and not able to stay on this financial plan. You know what I recommend? Call this gentleman right here. Call, call Rob Weinberg. Folks, you are listening to Mortgage Matters Radio Show and the Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast. No, but I'm serious. This is exactly what you do. Mm -hmm. You are a... Uh, a mortgage advisor. So I would set up an appointment with the very man who's telling you about this. Uh, you can do that very easily by calling 860-413-3938. Again, 860-413-3938. Check them out online at uh, ConnecticutMortgageLending.com or email them at MortgageMattersRadioShow at gmail.com. Along with Rob Weinberg, I'm Gary Byron. Um, Rob, what benefits are there to work with the same lender on multiple transactions you know you just yeah. mentioned a moment ago you talked to somebody who went to a bank and mm -hmm. the person that they worked with just just a year ago isn't even there anymore but yep. when you build a rapport and a relationship with somebody and you share your your vision you have your short-term mm -hmm. goals your long-term goals uh, i would imagine that 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 person that you're consulting with has a better understanding of what your overall goals are and they can help you achieve yeah them. absolutely i mean 
there's a lot of benefits to working with the same lender, but that's really where you want to get to is a position where you have that wealth team we've talked about and you have that mortgage advisor as the quarterback of the wealth team. You know exactly who they are, you know how to reach them, and you have a plan with them of accountability like we've been talking about. Once you establish that and you have your go-to person Mm. that is fulfilling this need within your team, within your financial circumstance, then you can start reaping the benefits. The benefits are huge. Number one is trust. I don't care what bank you go to. If you're dealing with someone you haven't dealt with before, then is there really trust? Or are you just saying, oh, yeah, they they are at such and such a bank. I guess if they work there, I trust them. I know them. You'd be surprised that they may not be there the next time you need a loan, let alone a month from now. I mean, the turnover can be really high, especially in local banks and credit unions, which I always recommend using a mortgage broker, a correspondent lender, or just a local advisor like myself versus just a a bank or credit union because of that turnover. And also familiarity. So everybody has different quirks in their financial situation. Investments, uh, your income, maybe you're W-2, maybe you're self-employed, a combination of the two. Maybe you have you know, quirky income from trusts or from, you know, other just outside of the box things. When you have that mortgage advisor with that familiarity, when you come in for a loan, we know who you are. We know exactly what your situation is. We have an idea of what your credit was. We have an idea of the obstacles that we've faced when we've worked together before. We can handle those right up front and give them to the underwriter on a silver platter and know what obstacles we're up against instead of halfway into the process, finding out there's a problem with this, there's a problem with that. So that's huge, especially if you have a scenario where you're outside the box. Like I said, self-employed, maybe you own a bunch of properties, that sort of thing. I found the more savvy somebody is financially, the higher income brackets, the higher net worth, the more likely they are to embrace this concept of having a mortgage advisor and working with that same lender on multiple transactions. Because that for them, is the most important thing. It's not price. It's not which product here or there. It's not, can I get this done in two weeks? They're willing to pay a little bit more, and they're willing to spend a little bit more time to get it done right the first time and keep in this threshold that we're talking about of of really working this mortgage into your long-term financial plan. Another huge advantage of using the same lender is that we can reuse a lot of documents. So I've had clients come to me two, three times within a 12-month period to do multiple loans. I can think of several clients right off the top of my head that in the last 12 months have done anywhere from two to four mortgages with me. Well, when they did their second loan, they didn't have to give the same paperwork as the first one. You know, especially if they're self-employed, we can reuse a lot of the tax return documents, tax transcripts, obviously identity documents, things like that. You may have to provide an updated bank statement, updated retirement statement, but a majority of the documentation from the mortgage transaction you did before, we can reuse again as long as it's within a reasonable amount of time. So doing several loans within a year with the same person it takes a huge burden off of you because you don't have to provide these documents again and again, which you would need to do if you started a brand new relationship fresh with a new lender. That's an outstanding, outstanding point. You know, in the past, you've talked about personal uh, being a member of a personal wealth team. Yes. So then how could a mortgage advisor function? And I'm going to use the term as a quarterback, you know, the leader, yes. you know, uh, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. That's the exact term I use. I'm I'm sure that's where you got it. It's got to be. But um, I mean, look, anybody knows the quarterback is the 
the head of the team, right? He's the one that brings that team to victory. The mortgage advisor should be the quarterback of that wealth team. For those that are listening for the first time, though, I want to dive into what the wealth team is because you may be unfamiliar with it. Go back, listen to our previous episode. The entire thing is about the wealth team. But the wealth team definition is a team of people that you have a trusted relationship with that can help you in all aspects of building your wealth. Normally, it's going to be a realtor to help with your real estate needs. It's going to be an attorney to help with your uh, legal needs, a tax professional, CPA or whatnot, to help with your tax needs and how those are affected by the other pieces. And last but not least would be a financial advisor, somebody that helps you with maybe insurance and investments to make sure that all those things are working in tune. Now, the key to a wealth team is that all of these members, these four or five members, they all know each other. They all talk. With you as a liaison, we can really network and understand how the mortgage decisions you make today are related to the tax decisions that are coming, how the real estate decisions that you make today are related to your investment decisions, right? Your financial plan, your retirement. Obviously, an attorney, a legal uh, pro is imperative because these this day and age, people get sued left and right. And even if you don't, you got to be protecting yourself. The more money you have, the more wealth you have. You need to have people to help you protect that. So sometimes some of my higher net worth clients have multiple attorneys. They've got an estate planning attorney. They've got a real estate attorney. They've got different people that help with that. So these different people on this wealth team need to be in synergy, talking minimum of once a year, normally high net worth, quarterly, at least quarterly. And when there's a big decision to be made, on demand as needed. You know, if you're buying a property or considering buying a property, we might need within a 24 hour period to do a bunch of work, a bunch of math, a bunch of discussion about how this is going to play in with other parts of your financial plan. And if it's even worth going forward with from all the different standpoints that we've taken. So I want you to realize that if you're somebody that doesn't have a, a wealth team right now, maybe you just have a mortgage advisor, maybe you just have a realtor, or maybe you've got like a CPA and a realtor, but you need to fill in these other spots, your mortgage advisor as the quarterback should be able to refer you to others. They should be able to say to you, hey, you need a CPA, here's a great one I've worked with. You need a top-notch commercial realtor, here's somebody I recommend. You need the best tax pro in the area, here's who I like." All these different things. Attorney, here's who you need to be going to. Get a referral from them rather than winging it and trying to build it from the ground up. And if somebody on your wealth team right now is not working out for you, they're not responsive, they're not communicative, they're not on board with your short and long-term plans, get them off your team. They're fired. You don't need them anymore. Find somebody to fill in their spot, to get in their place that's going to help you get where you're going to go and where you want to go and really get in play with all this. Yeah, we talked about uh, that in, in, in past show episodes, like you've mentioned. We could actually do another show. and Absolutely, maybe, maybe, and, we will. Yeah, we should. We maybe will. even bring uh, maybe a financial advisor or a tax or uh, an accountant sure. or even uh, a real estate attorney in. We could actually do a whole show with people in studio that could be part of uh, a person's uh, personal wealth team. Mm-hmm. Folks, uh, if you'd like to get in touch with Rob Weinberg, it's very easy, and I can't say I'd blame you. I'd make an appointment immediately at 860-413-3938. I'll repeat that for you. Write it down. 860-413-3938. I would say start with the website, poke around there, 
Uh, you can go online at www.mortgagemattersradioshow at gmail. Oh, excuse me. I would say, I'm sorry. Look, that's that's actually the email address, www.connecticutmortgagelending.com. Again, connecticutmortgagelending.com. Now, if you'd like to send an email, it's mortgagemattersradioshow at gmail.com. And you know what? If you've got a question and you think it's not too personal and you think maybe others could... Um, could uh, take advantage of of you asking the question that we could all benefit from. Uh, don't hesitate. Email us uh, immediately, and we'll get it read on these very airways. Hey, maybe as soon as next week. I'll give it to you again. Mortgage Matters Radio Show at gmail.com. For Rob Weinberg, I'm Gary Byron. Thank you so much for listening to Mortgage Matters Radio Show and the Connecticut Real Estate Edge Podcast. Until next Saturday, have a good one, everybody. So long. Thanks for listening. If you have questions about the information we've covered or would like to discuss mortgage financing for your situation, you can reach Robert Weinberg by visiting www.robgw.com.